0: Hello everybody, this is Maverick, and welcome to the DTS Gaming Cruise Podcast. I'm joined by my co-hosts, John. How's it going on, guys? Michael. Hey everybody. And Chrissy.
1: Hello.
0: And to our listeners, today we came to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Unfortunately, we're all out of bubblegum. Uh, we've got an episode. <laughs> we've got an episode full of follow-ups and news, upcoming releases. Mario 35th Anniversary Game Predictions, and the free-to-play games announced this week from PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. So let's jump right in and get started with our follow-ups and news. If y'all don't mind, I'd like to just get mine out of the way because I have a huge announcement. Alrighty. Go ahead. I finished The Last of Us. Yay! Oh, this is perfect! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like, I had been... (laughs) How can I, how can I explain the, the journey that I, that I went through? <laughs> okay. So how you all had mentioned, you know, that winter was going to get intense. Uh, yeah. That, that was true, man. It's like winter was like a roller coaster that I did not want to be on. <laughs> but at the end of it, I was like, man, that was fun. So once winter kicked off, like I remembered what you, you, the sage words that you all provided to me that, you know, it was going to get a little more difficult. So I went in prepared. I, I, I tried to stick with the strategy up until I got to winter to continue to choke everyone or shank everyone or whatever the appropriate term is. So that way I'd have enough firepower come winter. Luckily, all the firepower that I had saved up, it made me feel like a walking armory come winter. So like I felt pretty much indestructible up until I got to this part where um, I guess the clickers and the infected start coming in, like uh, climbing in through the roof, through the windows, just like from all over the place. I think poor Ellie died like 10 times in that little scene. And uh, (laughs) it had to have been more. I'm going to say close to 20 because the game, the game even like pointed out to me like, hey, if it's too hard for you, you know, you can make it easier. I'm like, no game. No, <laughs> those stupid tips trying to put me down. And I'm like, I took a break. I got some water. I went back and I beat it with a pretty good strategy. What was killing me is those uh, clickers or the infected coming in from the windows. That guy just wasn't protecting me. The guy that, you know, that Ellie meets in the in the woods. David, He wasn't helping for anything. And I died several times trying to help him. So I was like, you know what? Every man for themselves. So what I did is I cornered myself. <laughs> I threw two nail bombs, one to my left and one to my right. And I just focused on myself, try to keep myself alive, wait for that huge bloater to come down from the center. Uh, because I, like I had died 20 times, so I kind of planned this fight already in my head. Um, so with the two nail bombs on my side, I kept focus at the center where I knew the bloater was gonna come in. And as soon as the bloater came down from the ceiling, I threw a Molotov, it caught fire, I threw my last nail bomb right underneath it. It exploded. And I gave it a nice shotgun blast to the face. I survived. I was able to make it out. And like from there, I was like, okay, things are going to get easier, right? Nope. Same (laughs) thing with Joel now. It's kind of like now Joel's hurt and he's having to go out and look for Ellie. That part where I guess Joel kind of woke up out of his coma or whatever that he was in because of all the injuries that he had sustained. I never felt closer to a character's motive than I had at that point. Like, I felt so motivated to just go out there and kill everyone and find Ellie and get her to safety before she, before, you know, someone hurts her. Like, I don't think any game has ever made me feel like that, which is great for the game. I mean, it speaks volumes for the game. Um, Yeah, it
2: really pulls you in.
0: Yeah, it does. And, you know, leading up all the way until the end. And for those of you who haven't played The Last of Us yet, if you have not played it, um, I would like to discuss, I guess, this, this, some spoilers if you haven't played this game <laughs> already, um, is I want your you all's opinion on what you think the decision that Joel had to make at the end. Like, do you agree with it or not agree with it? And why or why not? I was actually going to bring up that question <laughs> to you. You first. <laughs> I asked first. You first. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> you <laughs> go ahead, man. You, you spearhead this. Okay, so
2: I feel his decision was selfish for the fact that it, humanity-wise, it was selfish. But on his on his own side of the story, it was nice that you know he grew attached to Ellie and he saw Ellie as someone like who he wanted to protect, like his daughter, which was a nice closure. But it had like it had a very backhand twist to it in the end. Overall, I think it was selfish though. I think he should have left her with the fireflies, oh. got his guns, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and call it a day. Uh, no, you know what? I, I gotta disagree, man. I'm sorry, I have to disagree. Um, I personally felt that. Um, uh, how do I word this? Because this is gonna sound so anti-human. <laughs> 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 like I, I, I agree with I agree with Joel's uh, with Joel's choice just due to the fact that you know he's lo- he lost his daughter obviously in the beginning after going through all this losing Tess being hunted down and everything like that I kind of feel that if he would have just been like you know what you to know, go ahead and harvest her brain and you know do what you need to do to get the cure going understand that I think humanity at that point was already too far gone and. No matter if they would have developed the vaccine, what's to say that the fireflies being who they are wouldn't hoard the vaccine and be like, you know what, if you want it, you're gonna have to pay us money. Kind of like holding it at ransom. That's so true. You,
2: you wouldn't know what their what their <laughs> doings with it would have
3: been. Exactly. So at this point, like I said, humanity's already too far gone. The government's already at a dictative state. Obviously you can tell like in the beginning when Tess and Joel are walking through the camp to get to the entry point that they need to go to you can see where the government is just like get, you know, putting people on the street on their knees, you know, telling them get down and they're scanning them for being infected and then they're all infected and they just get shot. You know what I mean? So I think at this point, government's already too far gone. Tommy and, uh, and everyone that lives in the woods, you know, already has its, uh, I guess you could say has their foot in the, in the ground already. They've already made roots. So that's what they're used to. And not to mention the fact that, you know, if they have electricity. It's actually safe from the infected for now. I think Joel's actions were commendable. The fact that he lied to Ellie, I do feel a little bit bad for him just due to the fact that he lied to her. But I honestly think that he made the right choice because if the Fireflies would have – he went through all that trouble for nothing just for the – And if the Fireflies were to withhold the vaccine, no, I don't think so. I think he made a good call.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i i agree with john like the the world is too far gone what if yeah ellie is immune to it and what if they kill her they harvest her brain and they what if they weren't able to come up with a vaccine and they just killed like ellie's gone so i think i think joel taking ellie not letting them do anything to her was a good thing lying to her like lying to her at first, okay, but maybe like a couple months down the line, tell her the truth of what happened. Maybe that's what happens in part two. But I, I overall agree with how it ended. Saving Ellie was it was a good choice.
0: Looks like you're on your own, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you agree too then amount. I'm freaking happy. I mean. That, that was the ultimate question right at the end kind of like i don't think ellie was given the choice like i know somewhere deep down inside after you know you know she knew that she had to ultimately make the ultimate sacrifice to save humanity to try and save humanity yeah but i don't feel like the fireflies told her that right then and there like i feel like If you're going to do it, if you're going to want this person to make the ultimate sacrifice to try to save humanity, you got to at least ask them, right? Like, hey, are you willing to kill yourself for humanity? Yeah. I wouldn't take it upon myself to kill that person to save humanity. I mean, why is humanity worth saving to begin with? You know, (laughs) That's a true question. Humanity has as much good as there is in humanity. There's also a lot of terribleness in humanity, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, and so... I, I do side more with John and Chrissy's belief that, you know, that I want to believe that Joel made the right decision because, but my reasoning might be a little different because I would rather Ellie have made that decision on her own. And yeah, it it, it would suck, <laughs> you know, to lose what essentially is your daughter all over again for Joel. But ultimately it should have been Ellie's decision. Yeah.
2: No, I agree. And I wonder if this, if this question or this whole topic will be revisited in the Last of Us Two in any scenario between them two.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would I definitely. I was going to say like I believe that is going to play a huge factor in it because did you see the gameplay footage that they had that they released? I think it was like a few months ago, not even a few months ago. It was probably uh, sometime last year they released it. Yeah, I not. Oh, okay. Like in and the, one, in the was it the was it the parking garage uh, demo? There was that one I saw, and there's one where Ellie was helping a girl, and they were hanging her.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, I think, personally, maybe her and Joel had stopped talking for a while. Maybe because she found out what had happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why they're, you know, they're not there. Like, he's not with her at that point. But that's just, that's just my opinion, because it could be that maybe Joel just wanted to be left alone already.
0: No, I think I I do think it is that, that that's gonna come up, man. That's too big to hide. I think. Mm-hmm. True. Well, um, while we're on this topic,
1: well, well, hold
2: on. Oh, okay. No, yeah. <laughs> <Since> you... <laughs> yeah <that's... laughs>
1: well, no. Since you I, finished I the that. game, you should really get um the DLC, the Left oh. Behind.
2: Oh yeah. The Left oh, they're, Behind.
1: Um, Doesn't it like start off in like where Joel is already hurt, and she, she leaves right like in the wintertime.
2: Left Behind's a whole uh, prequel of itself.
1: I know, but like I thought it was. I I remember it being, it's like a flashback and present time at the same time.
3: It was a flashback for how Ellie actually got infected. Was the first one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you should play the DLC.
2: Left Behind's a good little story of Ellie's beginnings though what you talked about and theorized i think it was like three podcasts ago sounded a lot better of like what if we got to see how joel became in the state that he was Mm
0: -hmm. oh yeah yeah definitely how how he became this natural born killer i guess yeah way better than woody harrelson (laughs) (laughs) yeah i see here that chrissy you have info for the last leak uh the leaked last of us 2 footage what's that about oh well
1: it, it was kind of going to build off of what michael was going to talk about
2: oh okay um, this week naughty dog and i'm guessing playstation as well released a newsletter on twitter stating as you've likely just seen the release of the last of us part 2 has been delayed we're sure this news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us we wanted to reach out to all of you in our community to give you a little more information, the good news is we're nearly done with development of The Last of Us Part Two. We're in the midst of fixing our final bugs. However, even with us finishing the game, we were faced with the reality that, due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't last. We couldn't launch The Last of Us Part Two to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part Two around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to perver- preserve. The best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistics issues. We were bummed about this decision, but ultimately understood it's what's best and fair for all our players. We're hoping that this won't be a long delay and we'll update you as soon as we have new information to share. We wish you all, your families, and your friends the best of health. Thank you for being amazing fans and your continu- and for your continued support. Stay safe, Naughty Dog. Now... With this it really makes me wonder are you really delaying it because of this being you only had final bug issues or are you doing this for marketing reasons to push back to the PS5
3: hmm that's actually a that's a good that's a good question mm-hmm. because both of those make logical sense
0: yeah so you're saying they're pushing back the release uh just I guess you're speculating right that they yeah that they keep, they're pushing back the release date so they could release it on PS5 as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like with this, with this, I guess you could say this with all this Corona happening and everyone's delaying, and they were only a month away from completion because it was supposed to come out in May. Did they use this window opportunity to just be like, hey, you know what? Let's delay. Let's just push out only PS5 disc and digitally when that oh, launches. I
0: get you.
1: Because the game's done, like yeah. the game has been. The last one came out in 2012. This game's been in de- development for years. Like the game's done, so I think all they're doing now is just checking for like bugs. Why not just put it out digitally right now? It's
0: been in development since 2014. <laughs> wow, <laughs> for six years. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. See, if it's been in development for that long, I could definitely see that. That's that's interesting. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. But with this, chrissy has got interesting news.
1: Oh yeah. Um. Well, when the when the game was um, announced that it's going to be that that it was going to be delayed, apparently some leaked gameplay was put out, and I think there's three videos, but Naughty Dog and Sony had like taken them down. Whenever, like whenever someone tries to put it up so, like they take it down but there was three videos um, that were put out two of them were just uh just like Ellie I think one of them was Ellie just walking around in the woods the other one was Ellie and Ellie and some some other girl riding on horses and they were having a conversation about Joel and um like movies and then the other one it was a longer video and it showed like Ellie I think they were in a, I think it said that they were in a um like a theater. And Ellie was on stage and she was calling out to two to two she was calling two girls' names out that were in the audience and and it it goes into um a mini game where you're playing as Ellie, but you're playing the guitar and like the guitar playing is like a mi- a mini game where you you're pressing the buttons and you're strumming on the the p s four touchpad. That's cool. So those were leaked. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: That does sound cool. <laughs> yeah, that does. That's one thing that I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to Joel strumming that guitar before the game ended, but I guess not. (laughs) So I'm glad that at least he did teach Ellie how to play and hopefully how to swim as well so she can swim herself across certain areas. (laughs) Instead of having to get the stupid (laughs)
1: rock.
3: Yeah. I love that game. It was great. I'm actually glad that you actually felt The same way we all did by feeling that attachment to Ellie. It's weird how a game can (laughs) actually...
1: He just wants his guns.
3: (laughs) You know, Michael, you don't count, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You're probably the one responsible for that outbreak. (laughs) 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 No, but it was a great game. And like when a game can actually make you feel attached to a fictional character that's literally just coding... That it's done. It's done its job, and it's did it well. <laughs> that game did an outstanding job. It really did. I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. That was like a must-have for me when I had my PlayStation Three and four. But in regards to my update, I actually recently played a game that's from Ninja Theory, the same guys who done Dither, uh, who did Dead or Alive. It's called Hellblade. Then it was Sacrifice, and what it is, it's a it's a game that uh, that takes place during the viking era and it lies heavily on norse mythology and basically what it is is that your 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 character her name's senoa so you're trying to get back to hell or Helheim to save your 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 lover's soul from well from hellheim and it's weird because you're re- there's really no tutorials that are given to you other than um like when you pause it tells you it gives you the button layout and all that but other than that, there's really, like, the character, like, there's no monologue other than what you're having with other characters, if that makes any sense. You're basically talking to, the only monologue that happens is that you're talking to yourself. What I, what I mean by that is uh, the game was actually, it has to do with psychosis, and, like, uh, I think it's psychosis, uh, multiple personality disorder, and um, schizo- uh, schizophrenia. And basically, they got with doctors who actually specialize in that field. The game developers did a collaboration between them and actually said and actually say like this is what happens when somebody who has split personality or who has psychosis or um, uh, schizo uh, what schizophrenics actually hear and it's actually suggested that you play with a headset and if you ever do play this game just trust me play it with a headset and you'll understand what makes this game so creepy because as you progress through the game you're the only character that you run into except for some undead viking like undead enemies that you come into the game as you're making your way through as you're making your way through uh, the different bosses to get the blessing to go to Helheim, like you your your split personalities are talking to you but they're conflicting with each other One's like, go for it you can do this the other one's like no she's too weak she can die What I actually pulled away from this game was that I thought it was actually really well thought out. The score that they actually had, I don't know who did the score of the game, but it sounds amazing. Uh, The button layout, it's simple, not overly advanced, like someone can pick it up and just play it. And what I also enjoyed was the fact that as you progress through the game, if you die, you get sent back to the closest checkpoint. But what happens is your arm starts to rot. And if the rot actually stretches all the way up your arm to her head, then the game ends. You die permanently and you have to restart the whole game all over. So it's a permadeath system. Intense. Um, Is that the game that you were streaming? Yeah, because I was just trying to test it to see if I would actually get, get anyone interested in it, and it really surprised me when I had a I think I had a constant one or two people tuning in and I was like, wow, you know, it's actually trending a lot better than what I thought it was. I was saying if someone wants me to do like a full playthrough, like from beginning to end, I'll be more than happy to do that. It's actually approaching its second year anniversary and on August 8th it will be out for two years. It is available for PS4, Xbox One, PC and it's actually going to go to the Nintendo Switch break. No release date, but it's going to the Switch.
0: And if you do want John to stream Hellblade from beginning to end. You can get a hold of him or any of us on our social media sites. DTS <laughs> underscore gaming crew. And let us know that, hey, we want to see John stream Hellblade or Doom Eternal or something. Um, you can even try to convince one of the other three of us to stream a game if you want us to. Just get with us. DTS underscore gaming crew. Thanks, John, for the Hellblade update. Um, you also have news on the Games Workshop closure. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, that actually, its that's pretty sad, because me being that, I'm a huge Warhammer fan. It was an announcement yesterday that the company informed fans that no first-party storefront lines will be selling miniatures until at least April 14th. The statement reads that the following by some instruction from both governments here in the UK and throughout the world. We are closing Games Workshop sites around the world. That means that Warhammer... And game work uh, workshop stores will shut down and will not reopen until the initial date of the April 14th. So they're also shutting down their factories, which are responsible for making the, their miniatures for both uh, Warhammer 40k, Warhammer Fantasy and all their other ones. And so there's actually gonna they won't be they won't be shipping anything to any stores not e- uh, although third party sites like eBay, Amazon will probably still have figures to buy, but once they're out, they're gonna be, done until they reopen the shops again
0: and this is just temporary right
3: yeah it's just a te- it's just a temporary mm. they said that by april 14th that they're going to that they should open up unless anything else halts that but as far as now april 14th they'll reopen again
0: and you know i guess as we keep getting news about this we'll keep trying to update you as well because i mean when that when that kind of thing happens since games workshops makes so games workshop makes so many products is that could also possibly cause delay and maybe sets that they were planning on releasing in the near future. Uh, yeah. So, so we'll try to keep you updated with the latest Games Workshop news. Some more news in the week. PlayStation has a Spring Sale going on. This The Spring Sale is going on f- from now till April 28, which is pretty much the end of the month, almost. And going over this, I think it was close to 600 games that they have on sale, some deeply discounted, some not so much, but any bit helps, I think, right now at this point. And out of the 600 games, I did the civic duty of narrowing it down to at least five games that you should look into that might be worth your while. We'll start at number one. Number one, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition is not $49.99, which is the normal price. It is $14.99. 70% off The Witcher 3, and this is the Complete Edition, meaning that you get The Witcher 3 with all the DLCs and the two expansion packs, which are the Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. So I was saying earlier that you all are making this difficult for me because... um, uh, telling me to play uh, what, what was the name of that game left behind yeah oh wait no which one yeah the, the, the last of us prequel oh yeah left behind um and it, it, because when i finished playing that game i was like you know okay uh, i was actually gonna move on to shadow of the colossus i yes. actually <laughs> got past the first two colossi then that's when i remembered i'm like ah oh, man you know what i haven't finished the expansion packs for the witcher 3 I finished the Witcher 3 main story, but I didn't finish the expansion packs, Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. So I'll probably get those two done before I continue slaughtering Colossi. So that's my number one recommendation. Witcher 3 is $15 on the PlayStation (coughs) Store. Bring sell. Number two, Batman Arkham Collection. Um, Essentially, if you're going to play out of the four Batman games, there's four Batman games, right? From the Arkham series, right? There is um, Asylum, Asylum, and Night night origins origins Origins. there you go okay out of those four if i were to recommend to play two it would be arkham asylum and arkham city really those are the two games that you need to play if you want to play the other two games as well they're great games but if you must play two it has to be asylum and it has to be arkham city and right now the arkham collection which collects both of those games is normally priced at 59.99 is 17.99 so that's 70% off and you get the two essential batman arkham games that you need to play they're fully remastered and they have updated visuals number three god of war normally 1999 considered a playstation hit it is now 14.99 so for 15 bucks you can get one of the best games released in 2018 For $15, we'll get updates as we continue the podcast from Chrissy because you're playing that game, right?
1: Yeah, I'm playing it. Uh, Right now, I'm still at the same place I was. I'm just, like, getting... I'm trying to, like, get everything from the surrounding areas before I move on. (laughs) Trying to, like, get all the ravens, get all the the collectibles.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So that's what I'm
1: trying to do before I move on.
0: So again, God of War, $15 on the PlayStation Store Spring Sale. Number four... This was a game recommended to me by our very own DTS crew member, uh, Michael. Recommended this game is Until Dawn. Normally, nineteen ninety nine. Now it's nine ninety nine. Michael, what, what can you tell us about this game?
2: That that's a deal. That's a steal, <laughs> and they should have done that right now. Like it's a great horror game. If you're if you're into those teenager horror films and you want to see that transversed into a video game, this is perfect where you have you could actually make it interacting these interactive horror moments where say you're playing as a character and you're walking through a forest and something prowls out at you and suddenly in that same moment you may jump your controller may tell you to hold it very still and if you even move it a bit like you'll die and that character (laughs) is taken out of the story (laughs) it has it's it's a real. It's a. It was very interesting at the time that it came out, and it still is interesting. There's actually a part. It's not a part two to that same story, but a part two within uh, the series of what the uh, I forgot. Uh, John, you know the name of the series, correct?
3: Yeah, uh, Dark Pictures
2: Anthology. There it is, and they're they're great games where they're like interactive horror movies. Cool, I actually choices to make amongst characters where. Um, you could fight or flight. You could abandon a character. You could betray a character.
3: They're they're great. Going like going, I can tell you like in regards to what, what Mike said about uh, about jumping, and then it tells you hold your control the controller still. Uh, when I was playing it, I was being chased by the. I was playing as Sam, and I was being chased by the serial killer, the one that with that white face. Oh yeah, and uh, there's a part where it's like okay, you can hide. Or you can go, and uh, I was already freaking out as it is, and is. I'm trying because the the, I guess what kind of makes it pretty tough too is the fact that when the buttons pop up for you to push to to you know avoid something or to do something, it makes like a really fast like ticking sound. So it's like, like like a like a really fast clock tick, and it's like oh man, and like it just increases the like your 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 nervousness. Like you're just like oh my god, like you're always on the edge of your seat, but. That was actually one that Sabrina that Sabrina had actually scared the crap out of me when I was playing cuz like she saw me playing it and she saw how tense I was and I was holding it still and she's like what are you doing and I jerked and then he's like there you go I was like oh my god why did you do It, <laughs> it scared the crap out of me cuz like I'm just like It scared the crap out of me but it was it was a, it was a great game that I could not recommend that game more like Michael said that that's a
0: steal yeah 9.99 you can't beat that Oh no! Unless awesome. you're the last but not least game here that I've picked, uh, I that I've hand selected for our listeners, if they'd <coughs> like to go to the PlayStation Store and take advantage of their spring Cell. Uh, this is an older game, but it does get my nod of approval, and I'm pretty sure everyone else is here as well. Doom, 1993, the original Doom from Bethesda Softworks, is 2.99. On the PlayStation Store. Oh, wow. Not bad at all. <laughs> this, is, uh, this one also goes out to people on a budget, uh, you know, because of the crisis that's going on around us. You can't beat a $3 game, especially when it's Doom. Yeah. <laughs> and a thing,
3: uh, actually, a thing about that, too, is that if you have Doom Eternal and you buy Doom 1, 2, and 3, you can actually get, for Doom Eternal, you'll get the, for part 1, you get the red skin, part 2, you get the, Black skin in Part 3, you get the
0: a yellow skin to use on the Slayer and Doom Eternal.
2: That's
3: awesome.
0: There you go. So if you have Doom Eternal and you're looking for some new skins for... The, the Doom. Doom Slayer. The Doom Slayer, that's right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you were looking for new skin for your Doom Slayer... Doom 1, 2... There's incentives for buying you know, Doom 1, 2, and 3, but I recommend Doom, the original one. That's the one that I originally played. That's probably the first online shooter that I played as well. So uh, give it a shot. It, it hasn't lost its luster. Oh, it ha- it no, has no, lost its indeed. edge, but it has not lost its luster. <laughs> oh, and then not to mention there is one thing in regards
3: to that. Uh, Maverick, if you ever want to try Doom right now at Walmart... I'm pretty sure you can buy it digitally. It's $29.99 and you get the Slayer collection, which comes with the original Doom, Doom Two, Doom Three, and Doom
0: 2016 for 30 bucks. That's awesome. For 30 bucks. For 30 bucks you get Doom one, two, three, and, and twenty sixteen. That's pretty good. That comes out to like seven seven fifty a game, right? Yeah. Seven fifty yeah. a game. Jump on the wagon, man. Trust
3: me. If you <laughs> if you're like me and you played the original, you played the original Doom. You're going to love 2016, and you're going to love Eternal. That's what I'm telling <laughs> Mike. You need to get Eternal next, man. I, I'm not going to blow it for you. I think I'll need to get
0: it. Final Fantasy VII trailer. Did you all see that? No. Oh. What? Okay. No, I haven't. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold on.
3: hold I on. We just gave Maverick an aneurysm. Uh,
0: hold on. <laughs> Hold on, I I gotta process this, man. This is after this all this time you guys spent convincing me to play remakes and remasters, and they're not that bad, and give them a shot. And I changed my mind. You guys haven't seen the remake trailer, the official <laughs> final trailer.
1: <laughs> oh my
0: god! But I mean, let, let me ask you all before you before you watch it. Like, have you all played the original Final Fantasy Seven? That's oh, the real question. Yeah, I have not, Chrissy.
1: No, I've uh. like I think I've started it, but I didn't. I didn't continue.
0: You youngins. You were so I dying. know. That makes me feel old now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, really, that makes me feel, like, super old.
0: <laughs> Michael, so. Chrissy, you don't understand. This game shaped a gaming generation here. <laughs> uh, the <I> was, polygons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the failed experiment of the polygons. Nonetheless, it still produced an amazing game. It's a... Uh, Everything from the characters to the story to the soundtrack is, like, top-notch.
1: I believe it. That game, like, anyone, like, any anybody that I've had a conversation with about that game, like, they've given it really big praise, so I believe it. I just, I need to play it. <laughs> Final Fantasy
3: VII Remake is a multi-part project. The installments will be released separately. Final, uh, let's see, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Part 1 hits PlayStation 4 on April 10, 2020. It's a PlayStation 4 exclusive for year one. For one year. Oh, what? For one year? So that means Xbox and PC might get it? We'll probably, or at least, yeah, or at least PC will get it in 2021. Uh, first part will take place entirely in Midgar, and it will take up to, oh, wow, will take up to two Blu-ray discs. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And that's because remember, Maverick, that the Final Fantasy 7 on PlayStation was four. Was for this, right? Yeah, <laughs> dude, you're telling me that
0: they stuffed a whole game into two. Well, I mean, if it's movie quality, I get it. Well, I mean, I was gonna say, well, you guys have seen the trailer, right? But <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I remember I saw it was like a quick, like
3: fifteen second trailer that I saw on YouTube when I was watching Russian Badger videos. <laughs> and I remember I saw Sephiroth on it, and I was like,
0: oh, wow. It's
3: like I'm watching Advent Children again. The <laughs> combat system combines real-time and turn-based elements. The game will be significantly different from the original, including story points and new characters. But so far, it's a multi-part project, and that sounds awesome. Um,
0: this makes me wonder
2: if this game's going to raise the bar for RPGs in the modern age as well now. Oh, it did it back in 97.
0: That would be amazing, right? Yeah. Michael, you had a Doom follow-up? Yes, I have finally passed Doom. You beat Doom as well. So that's a, that's a busy week for us gamers, like I predicted a while back. Yes. That this was going to be a lot of downtime for us gamers, which is a good thing for us. So tell us about Doom, your reactions, what you liked about it. Anything you want to tell us, Michael?
2: Um. Okay, so... At the beginning, I want to say on Tuesday all the way up until Saturday, I was stuck on this point in the game where it was called Vegas Central, which is like this uh, AI intelligence area where in that area you're thrown so many enemies. And I kept on dying and dying. I must have died like 11 to 20 plus times until I finally passed that part by sheer luck probably. And the last <laughs> okay. level,
0: the that level in itself is difficult. <laughs> Is it, was it the final boss or just like the final area? The whole
2: final area is a whole monster in itself, and then the boss itself was a whole nother twenty deaths of retries.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the spider mastermind!
0: Yeah, that the <laughs> the game overall though was great, was fun. Wait, 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 wait! Ah. We can't we can't just say the words spider mastermind and then just kind of ignore that. What? <laughs> <But, laughs> I did i hear that right spider mastermind yeah Yeah. Yeah. so this woman named olivia pierce
2: she i believe is the one of the co-founders or the founder of the uac and throughout this project she was getting hell's power and she became very obsessed with it and like they promised her things and in the final level she's like oh they promised me so much and she undergoes this transformation where she's like being sucked into this like uh inscripted blood and she comes out as this like brain spider face thing with all these sharp arms it's really cool looking but it's a hell of a fight as well but the plasma cannon underneath her too yeah but the way the way you kill her (laughs) it's awesome though it is uh you, you bring her down to her last moments and in her last moments it looks like she's still trying to put up a fight and it made me worry because I was like, I'm already loaning so much ammo, no. <laughs> but like she falls to the ground and like you see uh this blinking of blue, which like if you once you've played through the story so much, you already know what that means. It means that you could perform a glory kill on them. And so you perform your glory kill, you stick your BFG in her mouth, and you just blast it, which just blows all the brains out of her, and it just looks awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. He stepped on her jaw,
3: shoved it in her mouth, and just a <laughs>
0: big asshole in her head. <laughs> in true Doom fashion, mm-hmm. Slayer fashion, for mm-hmm. real, man.
2: And once you do that, you teleport back to Mars, where you meet Sam, Sam or Samuel, who who is the actual founder of the UAC, and he takes this item from you that you've uh, collected all of Hell's power in. And he's like, "Oh, I'm not the bad guy, but uh, I need to continue this project." And it leaves you with like the most hardest tease ever, where he like he open, he turns this object into a sword. I think it was called the crucible. Yeah, the crucible. He turns the crucible into a sword, and it's like, "Wow, you're just gonna leave me like that." And it's like he walks off, and I'm like, "All right, you know, what, let me watch all the credits. There's got to be more to this." But nope, that's it's just like, "Wow." But I mean, it's it was a great game. It was like you can't just leave me like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's the lead into uh, Doom Eternal. You think? Yeah.
3: Because <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> Doom Eternal
3: takes place two years after Doom 2016, so um, some stuff has happened before then. Okay.
0: Moving on to upcoming releases. This is the segment where we review, or not review, uh, where we. I can't think of a better word than gush about a product that we're excited to see come to life, whether it's a video game or a tabletop game. Looking at this list, I wanna start with the one that I don't understand what it is, ITTA. Chrissy, what is oh. ITTA?
1: <laughs> um it's uh it's it's pronounced IDA, like yeah, Ida?
0: Like you're gonna eat a I-T-T-A. sandwich. Yeah,
1: or <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> it's called Ida, um, and that is, um, I believe, they said it's Japanese for for gone. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this game was developed by Glass Glass Revolver, published by Armor Games, and the development of the game was started when the when the developer Jacob Williams was in a psychiatric hospital <clears throat> while he was in, while he was doing some time there. He came up with this idea of this game, and it, it's just it his his own life experiences he used to create this game. Ida um, is a bullet hell adventure set in a world filled with um, monstrous bosses. When Ida wakes up to find herself surrounded by her dead family, her only guide is a strange spirit <clears throat> that takes the form of her family cat, who gives her a glowing revolver for protection. Journey through the world filled with beauty and mythology, with fast-paced, challenging, bullet hell gameplay style. It will test your skills, largely inspired by Zelda <laughs> 1 and modern classics like Nuclear Throne and Titan Soul.
0: Looking at the game, the link that you gave us here, uh, and just looking at the artwork of the game to give you all an idea on what kind of art style it has... Uh, and I may be the only one who recognizes this but it kind of looks like adventure time doesn't it
1: yeah it looks like adventure <laughs> time like the art style is what, what one of the things that like caught me cuz it i think it looks really pretty like i think yeah. it looks really pretty like the pixel the the, the way it's picked the, the pixel art is
0: yeah it's like um, uh very unique
1: yeah and it's just like these you're going through these um pixelized like ruins that's the world. And um I've never seen a a game that looked like this, so it really <laughs> caught my attention. And um, like I said, you you go through the world, you wake up, you find out that your family is, is gone and you're just going through it's it's her journey on on like it's her revenge journey. Okay. To try to get revenge on her family's death. And there's um there's 18 bosses, so you unlock different weapons. And it's a game that I'm really interested in. I'm I'm, I'm wanting to get it when it comes out um, April 22nd.
0: Yeah, upon looking at this game, you wouldn't peg it for a revenge story type of game. uh, Yeah, but that's what it is. But that's exactly what it is. Okay. (laughs) Uh, That's Ida, I-T-T-A, for those interested. Do you know when it's coming out?
1: April 22nd.
0: April 22nd.
1: It's on Steam and it's going to come out on Switch.
0: Steam and Switch. Michael, you want to tell us about the Switch mini-docs since we're on the Switch topic here? Yes.
2: So I found this project product originally on Kickstarter, but I think the project or the Kickstarter campaign for it is already over and it's successfully launched. So now I'm finding it on Indiegogo. But the company's name, I believe, is Genki or Genki? And the way this product works is like instead of ever having to carry around your bulky, your bulky home port, uh, your bulky dock to dock your switch. They went and converted what is like a a cube to charge your cell phone into a dock where you just got to carry that cube around, plug it into an outlet and you could they had on the cube itself. It has an HDMI port, a USB 3.0 port and a charger port. So that way you just have to carry that around in whatever small convenient case you have in order to dock up rather than taking your whole dock system with you now. As well as it also works as um, just a regular cell phone charger and laptop charger. It's like a real convenient accessory for the Nintendo system.
3: And it charges certain cell phones? Yeah, it charges cell phones and laptops. It's awesome. It sounds actually really cool. Mm-hmm. It's something I want to invest in when I get my
0: Switch. John, you want to tell us about Hellblade 2?
3: Yeah, this one was um, – there's really not that much um, that much information on it as of now. Uh, it was uh, – the trailer was released in, back in 2019 during the Game Awards, and um, it takes place right after part one. Essentially what it is is um, uh, you play as uh, Senua again, except now it looks like she's kind of like in a higher place of power compared to where she was at one point. And as far as, like, uh, I did everything I actually could to look up about, um, to look up, like, what this one's going to be about as far as story-wise go. And they're actually, like, Ninja Theory is keeping this under, like, hardcore wraps. Um, but from what I actually saw, knowing that the, that the Series X is just around the corner, it's probably going to come out a little bit after part, a little bit after the X has already been out so it's probably going to be out maybe a couple of months after that. But this is actually... They did confirm that this is going to be one of the first of the next-gen console... Uh, one of the first games to come out for the next-gen console. So unfortunately, it doesn't look like it might come out to... And probably won't come out to be available to the Xbox One. So it's probably going to be like only available for the Xbox, um, Series, Xbox X. Uh, Series X. So... If anything, this is going to be another reason why I do need to get one really soon because this game was amazing. And like I said, they're really keeping fresh about as far as story and gameplay goes. It's going to be amazing because from what I understand too is that the Hellblade 2, it's called uh, Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. That's the the title of it. Uh So if it's a saga, that means it's probably, it's going to run for, hopefully for the, the foreseeable future, man, because trust me, if you... It is available on PS4, and I can highly recommend this one to you.
2: I was going to say, what are some of your theories of what Part 2 might be about? Uh,
3: because I don't want to give too much away from Part 1, oh, thing, gotcha. but I want y'all to experience <laughs> this, but I can tell like from where where it is, she's a, she was part of a warrior clan. Like It doesn't give you that much story, but she's part of a warrior clan that suffers from the darkness, which is like, um, uh, it's like I said, it's like based on like psychosis, uh, multiple personality disorder, and schizophrenia. So mm-hmm. they, being that it was during the Viking days, they called it the darkness. And so a lot of people were trying to cast this out, like trying to cast it out of her, like trying to outcast her and be like, you know, you're nothing, you're 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 this weird person, like get away from us, kind of, you know, kind of thing. While you're experiencing what's going on in her head. And what I was actually going to tell you when I am describing the first part was I don't know if you saw it, but there's parts like only, the only person that she's talking to are the ones in her head. But there are instances in the game where she turns around and she's looking. It's all black around her, and she turns around and she's looking at you, and she's talking to you. And, well, she's talking to the screen, to whoever she's talking to, but the thing is she's making eye contact and you're staring at the screen so you inevitably make eye contact with her <laughs> so it's like she's pleading with you she's like please just you can have me i won't i won't fight it anymore please just just look at me take me i won't do anything just leave him alone take me and it's like is she it makes you feel like wow is she pleading with me i highly recommend that you and Maverick play because it's it's not very long. It's actually a very linear. It's probably it's a really a very linear game. Like you're basically held by the hand to walk through like certain areas. However, you you still have to go look around for like the Norse mythology. Because it's weird. Because it kind of reminded me of God of War when they're telling stories like about Boulder and Thor and Odin, and you have to find these. And it's like real story. It's how do you say? It's like real. It's a it's a real story. It's the real Norse mythology story. So. Y'all need to y'all need to check it out. Sorry,
0: about stuff on. Here, but. Cool. The one I have, or the one I picked for the upcoming releases for this week, is a tabletop game. I actually did a DTS Gaming Crew reacts video too, so I won't go too much into detail because uh, you can just check the video out yourself on Drop the Spotlights uh, YouTube channel, and it's actually just called Drop the Spotlight. Right. So if you search drop the spotlight on YouTube. You'll find my video there. It's under DTS Gaming Crew Reacts. They live Assault on Cable 54. This project is on Kickstarter right now. I think like the initial investment to get the game and everything you need to get started is about $70. And it ships out December 2020, meaning that you'll get this in time, hopefully for Christmas. If That'll you be do, awesome. Yeah, if you do decide to pledge on it. Now this, is, this may just be a coincidence, Or not, but initially when I recorded that the Reacts video, which was a few days ago, the total pledge was at $75,724. And looking at it today, it's actually at $85,730. Whether or not my video helped them make those extra $10,000 or not, we'll never know. But (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you never know, man. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. So, like I said, I won't go too much in detail because you can see the reacts video. I did cover a lot of the cool stuff that they're going to have in there, most especially the sunglasses that are very crucial to the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, the movie is invaders pretending to be humans. As the invaders, you have to try to be deceptive, basically take over humanity. And as a human, you have to figure out who the invaders are. And take them out. So I can't wait to see how this actually translates into playing it into a tabletop game. And for any more details, like I said, check out our DTS Gaming Crew Reacts video on They Live Assault on Cable 54. On Drop the Spotlight's YouTube channel. I was watching your uh, I was watching your React video. Uh-huh. And I was like,
3: that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: it came out
3: real good. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it was It was aw- Like, the whole React video was really awesome. And especially, I was like, "Wait!" Because when I saw "They Live," I was like, "Wait,
0: is that the same movie?
3: Like, or is this coincidence?" <laughs> if we can, if we're able to get a hold of uh, a hold of that, that'd be amazing. Bro.
0: Yeah, that would be. <laughs> uh, Mario thirty fifth anniversary game predictions. Re- more yeah. very recently, uh, Mario announced something. Uh, not Mario. I'm sorry. Nintendo announced something very interesting. Um, who would like to go over some points in the article? They're coming out with like some
3: classics, some of the like the better classics. So like one of them, like my two of my personal favorites, are going to be on there. Which is Mario sixty four. So of course, like hearing that Switch might get it, I will like, yes, and and like a remaster apparently. So like more like it's a, it'll be a lot smoother, running at a higher frame rate and everything like that. So that's going to be awesome. And then one that came out on the GameCube, which was another one of my favorites, which was Super Mario Sunshine. Well, Super Mario Sunshine came out on the Nintendo GameCube back in let me back in 2002, and it was similar to Mario uh, to Mario 64 and huge open world. You know, different games, that, uh, different like different worlds, and basically you have to detoxify the entire. Uh, the entire area because of like ink stained everything, so you have to wash away like all the goop and stuff like that. But Mario gets this, uh, it's a water pack, and you, you would jump into the water, you would fill up your pack, and then you would spray it all over the stuff, all over the you would use it as a weapon, and you would actually use it to wash away like all the ink and stuff like that, and you would use it against the bosses. But apparently, they're getting that. I think it's Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, and Mario Sunshine that are going to be getting remasters for the Switch. So, fingers crossed on those.
0: Nice, man. Yeah, I, I love the concept of Mario games. Like, they always have such unique concepts, and I think that's why we're devoting, like, our little section here to not only predictions, but what we're wishing to see Nintendo make, what we're hoping them to see, because they're not remaking everything. They're remaking almost everything, and we hope that they don't leave out our favorite games. Mine, for example, would be Super Paper Mario. This was the one released on the Nintendo Wii. And it was a blast to play. I mean, my favorite part is how you could change your view from like 2D to 3D.
3: Yeah.
0: It's just kind of like puzzle solving is what it was. And because it played so much like a puzzle, like, oh, well, now I had to flatten myself to squeeze through this random crack that I can't see because I'm 2D. Now I'm 3D and I can see it. It's just, again, going back to what I mentioned when w- with John's Super Mario Sunshine pick, the Mario series always have very unique concepts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: This one's 2D, 3D, and uh, Super Mario Sunshine, the world was blotted out by Ink. Um, why don't you tell us about your pick?
1: Uh, mine is Super Mario Galaxy. You play as Mario or Luigi, and you got to save Peach from Bowser, of course. But you're going throughout the universe to save her. Mario Galaxy has really good concepts on level designs. Like, each level is a new planet, a new galaxy. <clears throat> and it's, it's it was just so much fun playing it. I, even, I love that game so much I named my cat Luma, which is what the stars are called in that game. They're called Lumas. So I named my cat Luma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mario Galaxy. Mario, just the whole Mario series, man. It's, I don't know. It's very iconic. Mm-hmm. Right when you think of video games, like Mario is like one of the staple characters that has to be included. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he's still obviously very relevant today, that's which is the surprising part. that is this mm-hmm. is like the original Nintendo game, still very relevant today, making new Switch games and even re releasing all the older games just because they're good there's no other way to put it right even a lot of times their bad games are still kind of somewhat good
1: yeah and even with how nintendo gave the fans like the the ability to make mario levels with mario maker oh yes like mario maker has some crazy levels that like the fans made
0: oh man i get stressed just watching some of those levels (laughs) like no i have enough gray hairs let's not add more (laughs) (laughs) Especially, like, like you get to see, like, how
3: some of them require, like, a perfect amount of timing. No kidding. <laughs> and it's just like, jeez, man, like, how can you do that? It's like, why would you make it that hard in the first place?
2: I had chosen the Mario Party series. I love the Mario Party series. Whenever I would invite friends over with my Nintendo, or, like, it's my go-to game. <laughs> that, or Mario Kart 64. Dude. Which, that's, like, my runner-up <laughs> that I hope gets also remastered. What I hope they do to double its replayability is add an online feature to all these classics. Like, that would even be better. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Moving on to the final topic of the podcast. Free to Play Games announced this week and we'll start with xbox gold john you want to cover the xbox being our xbox resident expert uh yeah sure
3: as of april 1st to the 30th you'll be able to download project cars part two you get to choose from over 180 elite vehicles and compete on a variety of tracks uh surfaces including dirt mud ice featuring dynamic weather physics on 140 tracks true life and true to life handling and multiple game modes. And the ultimate driver journey begins at the wave of the checkered flag. So that's going to be available from April 1st to April 30th. Available from April 16th to May um, 15th. You're going to be able to get nights of Pen and Paper. The Bundle and this collection of the award-winning game and its sequel inhabit a world of chivalry, class warfare, and semi-appropriate culture references while complaining loudly to the Game Master. It's all fun of pen and paper RPGs and none of the lost dice. So it's basically uh, D&D, like a more simple version of D&D without losing your dice. Now, uh, as far as on the Xbox 360 backwards compatible... You have Fable Anniversary coming out. That's available to download right now, April 1st to the 15th. All new textures, models, lighting, and this is the definitive, uh, the definitive Fable experience for faithful fans and new players like Then the last one, which is available from April 16th to April 30th, is Toybox Turbos. Collect and customize 35 vehicles on 18 crazy tracks in a game that reboots the classic tabletop racing experience. With six game modes available and amazing power-ups. It's the perfect family game for those competitive just one more session. So basically it kind of reminds me of Micro machines back on the on the Super Nintendo. But uh, it, you're bracing on like kitchen tables and, and like rooms and stuff like that. So there's food and all kinds of stuff that's your obstacles on the course. So that's actually pretty cool. And that one's going to be available from the 16th through the 30th.
0: Uh, thanks, John, for your update for the Xbox. Uh, this is for the Xbox Gold?
3: Yeah, the Xbox games is gold. Cool. Um, or this month.
0: For this month, PlayStation Plus has two free games announced as Dirt Rally 2.0. If you've never played a racing game and you're interested in trying one out and you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, why not download this game? It's free. You're paying for the subscription. You might as well take advantage for it uh, of it if you don't have time now, download it anyway because if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, that carries over as long as you keep your subscription active. So maybe you don't have time now to play it, maybe you'll have time later to play it, download it anyway, it's free. <laughs> The other game is Uncharted for a Thief's End. I was once posed a question on Reddit. Someone just posed the question and me always trying to come up with funny and clever answers to this question was, if you could summarize your love life in a video game title, what would yours be? And I responded, Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> I responded Uncharted because it was off the top of my head. And I was like, wow, this fits perfectly. Um, And the reason it was off the top of my head was because a couple years back, my wife and I decided to play the series as a whole. And when I say my wife and I, I mean that we would take turns playing. She would need help doing the hard parts with the shooting and the killing, which I'm pretty good at in video games. And she would do the easy stuff like exploring and uh, searching for treasures and stuff like that. So... (laughs) all the way from uncharted 1 through uncharted 4 it's a classic of a series if you haven't played any of the games yet uh, and are interested in trying it out if you're a playstation plus subscriber again download this game even if you don't have time to play it now Uncharted for A Thief's End is a masterpiece of a game both visually and auditorily I guess is the right word to describe you know the just the soundtrack not only the soundtrack but like the sound effects. Uncharted for A Thief's End is I want to say like the perfect end to the series of the whole Uncharted series so give it a shot. I recommend it. It was if i'm not mistaken also one of the best playstation games of the year when it came out right yeah yeah definitely uh, it's uncharted 4 thieves and and dirt rally 2.0 free this month on uh, playstation plus
2: i had chose a game cards against humanity a uh, family edition with the covid19 they decided to release a beta version of an upcoming game they've been working on which is car- cards against humanity family edition Says so It's a new fill-in-the-blank comedy game that's just like Cards Against Humanity, but it's written for kids and adults to play together. We've been working on it for over a year in consolation with developed experts and psychologists. Our plan was to surprise everyone with this in the fall, but we know a lot of the families need something to do right now. So today we're posting a public beta of Cards Against Humanity Family Edition for free. So you can print it at home and play it right now with your bored family. We'll figure <laughs> out how to make money on it later. That's literally on the website. (laughs) I I was like,
0: wow. I love when game companies do stuff like that, man. That's uh, that is so wholesome and so genuine. It makes you want to go out and support these companies just for doing things like this. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, that's awesome that, you know,
3: especially like with a game, especially like Cards Against Humanity, that they're doing something like this. So that's that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, and, you know, because, like, it's obviously, like, the original game is not family-friendly. Have y'all played it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, depending, I guess, if you have a lot of older family members that are not so prudish, I guess it could still be considered a family game. But when you want to play with little ones, that's that's when it gets difficult, man, because you don't want to hear about Hitler's privates uh time, you know, talking about it with your children. <laughs> yeah. It it comes up. Hey, man, it came up. It came up, okay? I don't want any more questions asked about this topic. So, (laughs) (laughs) Maverick? About this Hitler, yes. Um, Hitler and his junk,
3: so go on. (laughs) But It's super fun, though. Like I said, it's pretty awesome when companies can actually do that. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, hey, you know, like, we're we done, we like going to try something out of the ordinary. Do a family edition. So
0: that's awesome. Good for
3: Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. They're looking
0: out for us. Yeah. You know, they're watching out for humanity. Cards Against Humanity. What do we got left here? John? <laughs> no, Chrissy. Go ahead, Chrissy. Hi.
1: My game is a... It's not released yet, but the demo <laughs> is free on Steam. <laughs> Unbound. Worlds Apart. And Unbound is a atmospheric 2D puzzle platformer where the main character Soli, can conjure magic portals to travel between different realities in order to learn more about the catastrophe that, that ravaged his world. Inside certain portals, the physical properties of the character or the world elements can change, offering new gameplay possibilities. That's what it is it's a 2D, um, like, kind of side scroller game. Where you open up these portals, that world shows on your world. So let's say there's a monster in front of you. You can open up the portal. The monster's gone, turned into a rock. You just gotta jump over it, and you you don't have to fight it. Other scenarios where you there's like a large cliff, you can't jump up there. Um, you open up your portal. You see that there's oh look there's something I can jump and grab onto to swing. So you do that. You can get up onto the cliff. But yeah, it's available on Steam. The demo, um, there's not a release for the actual game, um, but the demo's free on Steam. And yeah, it's a game that really caught my attention, and that is Unbound Worlds Apart.
0: Unbound Worlds Apart, demo free on Steam? Yeah. Um, These portals that open up around him sometimes lead you into danger.
1: Mm -hmm. Sometimes
0: they get you out of danger, so it's definitely worth giving a shot. It's free it's only the demo, but it's still free on Steam. We also have several free-to-play games that we're going to post on our social media channels, DTS underscore Gaming Crew, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Michael, you want to walk us through that list of free games that we have?
2: Yes, on Steam we have Regions of Ruin, Con vs. Con, Keyboard Killers, Escape from Tethys, Back to 2007, Part Two, and Kalis Trident, and then another free uh, free print and play is Love Letter
3: Sender.
0: Print and play for our video game listeners. This mostly relates to our tabletop listeners. Print and play is when you're able to print the pl- uh, print the pieces, I guess, right? Like the the parts and pieces that you need for to play the game, and you can play it at home usually yes. that consists of downloading like pdfs or images and printing them at your leisure a lot of times there's service like there's a fee associated with that download but in this case you're saying it's free yes it's a free print and play called love letter colon sender again i am maverick joined with my co-host michael later guys chrissy see you john see you there man And uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to tune in next time if you enjoyed the show. Also, be sure to follow and like our social media pages so you can be the first to know when an episode goes up or what free games we're finding that you're able to play during this coronavirus crisis. Until then, get those D20 rows, keep leveling up, and as always, play forever and game together. Bye, everyone. See you later, guys. We are the DTS Gaming Crew, Ah. see you next time.